Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Don Pod for a not live. This is bizarre. Uh, mid-season review of Essendon 2023. I'm joined by Nathan. Good evening, sir. Good evening, Sam. How are you this lovely not live evening? Not live. Yeah, it's bizarre, isn't it? Well, we've gotten we've gotten used to to doing it with an audience. It's not like I feel like people are watching me in the other one. There's like there's enough people. Okay, move on. um, Make it interesting. Just a bit of a stock take tonight. We're going to we'll take stock. Like that stock take. That's a good description. So far, Um, we're going to look at just an overview. What's happened? Best win, best loss, best loss, worst loss. Um, We'll look at some stats for the team, also the individuals. Um, some socials. You've been out there on Facebook making comments. Um, what we think the team makeup might look like for the rest of the year. Our overall expectations for what comes in the next eleven weeks or so. And I've got a juicy hypothetical question for Nathan at the end, so stay tuned for that. Don't wait. And Nathan doesn't know. I haven't told him. No. Normally he does. Normally give me I am forewarned, yeah. so but... I can look smart. But now I'm in trouble. My... My goal tonight is to make Nathan look silly. Won't be hard, people. He does a pretty good job on his own. Won't be hard. So we'll start with an overview of the season itself. Um, if I can just open my right screen here. Sixth on the ladder. That's pretty good going, if you ask me. I think pre-season we certainly wouldn't have expected. Sixth at the bye. That's very no. good going. So um, eight wins, five losses. Uh, wins in Perth. Wins mm. in Adelaide, albeit against Melbourne, but hey ho, don't have to turn. Close game in Adelaide, though. Yes, close game against um, Port, and currently twenty one dollars for the flag. If you <laughs> play that game, not making any suggestions. Don't do it, people. Don't waste your money. Um, for you, I'll ask you first, so I'm not just monologuing here. Excellent. Best win of the season. Oh, uh, well, I don't know. It's a great question. I would say that probably the Richmond one was was really, really good. But then I sort of reflected more on that and I thought, oh, but are Richmond good? Um, I would probably go with the Melbourne. Yeah, the Melbourne I think... One, yeah, because they they're a good side. They're, they're just beating Collingwood. Although now we keep repeating, hearing in the news that they're all sick uh, at well, Collingwood. Craig McRae's denied that claim. So we'll stick with. Well, he's a good coach because he's like, no, I'm not having I'm not excuse. making excuses. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, I think Melbourne. Um, Melbourne's the easy. Yep, easy Melbourne's option. easy take. I'm going to say, as well as Melbourne, obviously you're beating quality opposition. You can never mm. really get better than that. Um, Gold Coast, and I know that sounds silly, mm. but mm. they're the number one number one contested team in the comp. Gold Coast at the moment, so hard win. That stands out as a really tough game of footy. So yep, that's right. I'm going to go with that. Uh, worst loss, I think, is pretty straight up and down, although it could be arguable between two, I suppose. I will go with Geelong. <laughs> yeah, okay, that was the other one I was thinking. <laughs> I think for margin, Brisbane, but I'm more oh, accepting of yeah. that because of the quality of the opposition at home, specifically. And and the Brisbane one was sort of just, they built like, I think we started okay, well, we but then they time. just kept, yeah, and they just kept piling on, piling on. Yeah. Whereas what annoyed me about the, Geelong one is that we just didn't turn up in that first quarter and they'd kicked 500 goals. And that was it. Yeah, and the game was over. Basically, and you're like, well, was it. and it's very hard to fight back from those ones where when games can get away from you, you, you sort of, oh, damn, you know, we just got overrun. Against quality opposition. And we're not quite mm-hmm. sure on Geelong's status in terms of quality opposition. 
No, well, they're point. playing Port Adelaide at the moment as we speak. Mm-hmm. And um... <laughs> which Nathan's not by, watching half the time. By three points at all. Ooh, three points. It's a game-winning margin. That. Hmm. So I think we've had certainly had a lot more good than bad. Um, oh, we've been in a lot of games, which is so unlike us. Yes, which is a very it's spoken about as being a very Brad Scott trait that his North Melbourne teams until the end never really yeah. got beaten badly. And I'd say it's a bit of a Ross Lyon trait too, like mm. who you know, um, although Sorry. has never got the the final success. Um, his teams always sort of be thereabouts, and I, th- I would say the difference there is that I feel like we are better attacking team than than Ross Lyon's teams. Yes, I would agree with mm. that wholeheartedly. Um, right, we'll delve into some numbers. Dun, 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 dun. Feels like it should have been some music we played there. Yeah, we're, no, we're not quite that advanced just yet. Um, bum, 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 bum. Okay, it's not a porno. You don't need to. Okay, that's not where I was going. That's what it sounded like. Um, um, we're going to stick to team numbers tonight. Well, do you know like a, what a porno sounds I like? I don't. I've just what I've heard through TV <laughs> and other medium. Yeah. <laughs> I read it in a book. What I should have said is that sounds like porn music, I assume. <laughs> that's better. Yeah, that's yeah, better. Yeah. Um, mm. We're going to stick to team numbers. I think player reviews, player numbers and all that is a bit more for the end of the season. I think we might do a bit of a top five of our best and fairest prediction. But other than that, we'll stick to team numbers. So there's been a bit of talk this week, a bit of media. And we're being gaslit by the media. I 100% believe we're being gaslit here. Two weeks ago, we had the line that, you know, we're finally in a position to win a final. You know, Essendon are finally, it's it's not misleading. We're actually this better side, Um, whatever that they've been saying. Ultimately, we can win a final this year. It can happen. Five days later, we can see too many inside 50s, we're not good enough defensively, and we're still a bit shit. And that sticks on the ladder is probably a bit overstated. Yep. Off media is my humble opinion. Yep. Um, as I said, we're being gaslit to make people look like idiots. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, we've always got Carlton around to sort of offset. <laughs> All times. Um, so, look, some pretty basic numbers, and we'll go through them one by one. So points for and points against. I Which specifically def- harp on about, well, you do too. You've kind of brought on, jumped on, I guess, points against. Well, it's it's how you define a good team. It's yeah. the simple it's the simple numbers you can look at to say if you're a good team or not because teams that don't have, um, aren't high in either one of those or, high, or low in points against and high in points for, do not play in at the end of the season. Correct. Or especially the would- last week. I venture to say every Premier from the last five, ten years has been at least top three in the points against. As in good, obviously, points yeah. against. Um, Defence means your Premierships. So, we're yeah. currently six in the competition for points four. There's a bit of a grain of salt there just because of some buys, but currently six for points four. 2022, we were 13th. And so, that's an improvement. Straight off the bat. In points against, we're currently ranked 12th, but yes. in 2022, we were 16th. So, mm. but I think that could fluctuate a little bit just because we have the buy this week. So once all the teams yeah. get back to the same number of games played, you might find that changes a little bit, but yep. um, six for points four, we're six on the ladder. That makes a bit of sense. 12th for points against, well, not ideal, but it is improvement. Um. 
any anything to comment on because I feel like I'm just doing. No, no, no. I was just. I, was, I guess I was processing those numbers, and you know, as we as you said, there's still a little bit to go with the buys, but there's some positives and negatives there. Like the positive is that the points against, which is really the important one. I think we've always been a decent attacking yeah, team, score. and if you go yep. back through trucks reign, I think one year we even came fifth or sixth, like in 21, in that points four, but it's a long way back in the points against. Um, so. There's an improvement there, but still a lot to do. Mm. And we often, you and I often say that we feel a little bit more comfortable about our forward line at the moment, especially after last week. Or after Pete come back, yeah. Yeah, Pete come back. But we still think there's some, um, I don't know, maybe hard calls still to be made in our back six. Possibly. We'll get to that too. <clears throat> Excuse me. We've had but a those bit numbers, of... I think, just reflect what we, we keep seeing. We had some discussion around our conversation Monday night from Laverde in that scenario. So that's something yep. we'll chat about a bit later on so that naturally flows into inside 50s which seems to be the buzz conversation the topic of interest um that we can see too many inside 50s so by pure chance i've stumbled across a fantastic stats website tonight <laughs> it's given us it's very hard numbers. anyone out there like yeah. will you agree it's hard to find decent afl data like, there's some other guys that do a pod on the stat i'm sure any listeners of ours have heard of them they're quite mm. uh, popular they, i got to get in touch because our stats, the AFL website is disgraceful. It's very painful. And I just, I get frustrated by the difference between the app and yes. the website. Like how you can go into the app and then you click on a player and you can go into their details, mm-hmm. whereas here you can't. I just find that, I don't know if that's an old man thing of me. Like, oh, that's what apps do. Or I haven't experienced it, but I haven't looked. So yeah. I'm going to just back you up there. Yep, fair enough. Thanks. So no, it's, it's first time for everything. Um, we're averaging 51.4 inside 50s, four. And that's 14th in the comp. 2022, mm-hmm. we were 12th. So we've actually dropped there. Uh, we're averaging 56.8 against, which is 17th, which is what's been in the media this week, the only West Coast or worse. In 2022, we were 13th. We have a minus 5.5 inside 50 differential, which is ranked 16th. In 2022, we were 13th. So... Mm-hmm. My question to you without really any notice whatsoever, where do we think that's come from? Is it a case of, oh, I mean, Parrish hasn't played the last four games, so is yep. it just the fact we're winning less ball in the middle? Um, is it a... Because my feeling generally is we've team defence has improved. Yeah, I, I, I can't argue with that. So that I feel like that's something we have got better at. Suggest otherwise, though. Yep. So where do you think it's come from? I don't know. I mean, you can say I don't know. That's a yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think the parish is probably the parish, the parish <laughs> has had an effect on that because I would say that our clearances in the last four weeks have really would have really dropped off. We, we probably didn't look into that specifically because the the young kids have had playing through there and without Setterfield as well for most of those. He went at the same time as Parish. Maybe week four. Uh, parish didn't play against Brisbane. I don't think Setterfield did. So I think there might mm-hmm. be one week. Yeah, so I don't know. It's definitely affecting us. But so does that mean? Am I? Are we saying that more of our attacks are coming from defence? Is that seem far? We're probably not. A lot of our attack, yes. So we are actually um, our rebound fifty rate. So then the percentage of time it goes in and comes out. Yep. <coughs> excuse me again. Uh, we are seventy seven point eight percent, which is actually fourth. In the comp. Okay. so we we get we get the ball out okay, and I feel like 
this is one of the okay. stats I can't find, our score sources. Yep. So, I feel like we so, score a lot from defensive half yep. and a lot from the centre clearances specifically. Yep. So do you, could you read that as two things, that we're not defending very well, so they're getting a lot of shots, so that's allowing us to turn the round of ball around or and go down the other end and score. It's not that they're scoring. It, it can come in and we're getting it out without them hitting the yeah, scoreboard. I get, yeah. It's a bit like, would you say that sort of thing happened against Geelong where, uh, sorry, not Geelong, um, about Carlton, where they, I felt like they had a lot of inside, well, they had more inside 50s, but they were from a long way out. Like, I felt like they weren't, their inside 50s weren't that 30 metre marks or, you know, right into the, the 20, 30 metre area. They were more like the 40, 50, 60 metre, well, not 60s and inside 50, but, you know, they were very, is that shallow? They'd be very shallow, shallow inside entries. 50s. Yeah. This, is, this website's fantastic. WillOratings.com is phenomenal. So, and this, I'm like a kid in a candy store right now. I know you like your data. Um, we are fourth in terms of the opposition's goals per inside 50. Um, fourth in terms of opposition goals. So when the goal, when the, when the goals, when the opposition goes inside 50, we are yep. fourth best at them not kicking a goal. Oh, well, that's very good. And in terms of just overall scores, we're also fourth. So it's suggesting, I guess, that back six is actually okay at dealing with the ball in. Yep. I think there's another aspect here that I don't think that's overly sustainable, mm. which no, is what the either. media sort of because, interpretation's been. Because how long can they be continue be the most attacked or, you know, second most I think, attacked inside 50? And get it out. Like, and get it out, That's yeah. what that Geelong game was. We couldn't get yeah. it out. And we couldn't. Tomahawk kicked seven and we looked bloody ordinary for yep. a lot of the time. Yep. Um, this website's fantastic. So, yeah, I think there's an element there that the defence is actually holding up, as in the back six. Yep. The defenders, which is contrary to some of our commentary. Yeah, well, I still I still think that we what we see with the eye is important. Correct. Yeah, it's not all numbers, for sure. Because I still think that our biggest problem is our, you know, our two tall defenders who have to play on the two tall attackers mm. give away a lot of free kicks. Like for me, oh, we can do that. Okay, and I feel like probably a lot of those, not a lot, but some of those are probably luckily up on the wings. You know, like where that doesn't hurt you as much. Well, I guess that maybe does. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I, good data. It's fantastic data. Because data does tell you the story of what's going on. Like, you know, it tells you not all of it, but it gives you a good indication, you know, of what you need to work on and what you what you you know, what players you need to focus on. It does. And it should be guiding anything. I think any team, any rebuild well, I guess we've kind of sort of rebuilt. I'd say we're in a rebuild. Defense comes think... first. Let's worry about stopping the opposition scoring, which seems to be going okay. It's just that the ball probably goes in there too often. And then we can really work out our actual method of scoring. It just so happens that we're in a position where our forward line actually looks pretty good in terms of cattle on the field. But defense, we think we're short, short at all. (laughs) And does, and do we then get burnt easily in defense because we're so bad, like whatever second or third, Worst at stoppage clearances, so the around the ground ball ups. Well, again, this is where it would be fantastic to have the opposition um, score sources. 
And you can have like, you can say, there's an opposition averages and differences you can change too. At the top there. But, you know, what I'm thinking is that, so because we're good at center clearances, so we, you know, when the goal's kicked, ball's bounced, we, we've got a good opportunity. We're high. Statistically, it's a high chance that we will kick a goal from that. Say that again, sorry. When the ball is bounced in the center square, we're, we're, there's a high chance that we can kick goals from that. Yeah, I mean, again, without numbers, I feel like we're actually quite yeah, good. But when the ball is thrown up around the ground, we generally lose those, and that's when teams can quickly attack and you don't have midfielders back defending or forwards back defending because the ball might Which be on the Which is a little bit of structure, though, because if you've got to stop play, if you've got a stoppage, is your dog misbehaving? Yeah, it's just chewing something. Just check to see what it was. Okay. It's okay. Okay. Um, <clears throat> if if the stop play, like uh, with a stoppage, if that's on our half back line or you know wing half back, we should be set up. That's that's like the least mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. me should be the least avenue of scoring. Center clearances, you could argue. Well, six six six. So you you then start impossible to, to set up in six, six, six. on yep. that one v one, which we we know we're not very good at. Stoppage clearances should be not a great scoring source for the opposition because we should have that chance to set up. We should have the loose, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, again, without knowing the frigging numbers, it's hard to say. But So, all from what we've discussed in this little brief bit of data sort of thing, what do, what's our takeaway for the second half of the year? What do we need to see? Team defence is still an issue in terms of the ball going inside 50. Still needs to be improved? Um. I know we've got, and this is just I, eyeball, we've gone on runs in games of opposition clearances, centre clearances. Geelong was a big standout. Carlton did it a couple of times where they just won back to back to back to back to back to back centre clearances. Can you go back to back to back to back? Yep, go. Um, So probably runs of centre clearances is something I've noticed. Again, just eyeball. Um, Yeah, we'll trust your eyeball. Start of the Silence. year, start of the year, we talked about wingers. Ooh, yes. And not having a winger. One mm-hmm. winger. Yep. Let alone two. Two. And I know Rusty, our boy Martin, is more of the attacking winger. He generally does get the ball a bit in the forward half or the back half. Yeah. Durham he can go back, but he's he's definitely an offensive winger. Yes. Durham seems to be more the defensive winger who snuck forward in one particular game because we had to score a goal. And well, he was actually sent forward, yeah, yeah. of doing that. I don't know. I haven't noticed what sort of um, defensive ability or whatnot <laughs> that Durham has. Um, so I don't know if it's maybe a defensive winger or defensive... If it's just maybe defensive midfielders across the board. Um, mm-hmm. Or is it just structure? Is it pure structure? Oh, it's of course it's going to be a bit of both. But well, I think we we I don't think our midfielders are great at um, tackling. Like some of them are good, but we don't have like a a lead or um, I'm trying to think of another. Well, there's another one there at Adelaide um, who does tackle a lot. Um, like hey keys keys yeah. Well, he when he goes in the midfield, he has ridiculous numbers. So lead, for example. Main pure midfielder, 
averages like 11 tackles a game. So he can sort of get the ball and also be a bit negative on a midfielder. Merritt can certainly tackle and do that. I think um, Parrish's numbers are okay, but probably not great, like low. We're 15th for total tackles, for reference. He's 5th, is he? 15th. Essendon are 15th for total tackles. Hmm. I'd love to know, like, breaking down that to the midfielders. But, I mean... I can give you that. We're 5th for tackles inside 50. Inside 50? See, that's good. So that suggests that elsewhere we might be lacking a little bit. Well, that, but the, that, see, that's really good, the inside 50, because that means that our smalls and probably and some of our talls are trying to lock it in. Correct, yes. but and, and, and in doing so, getting free kicks from holding the ball. The fact that we're fifth in that stat, but sixth, or sorry, uh, 15th, 15th in total tackles suggests that everywhere else in the ground, we're bad. We're worse than 15th because There's the a forward dude, line Can you tell me defensive 50 tackles? No, it only has tackles inside 50, which I presume is tackles inside forward Doesn't 50. have tackles, defense tackles? Tackles in 50 in defense? Yeah, but that's forward 50. No, it's got a defense. Let's not have an argument, people. Well, you tell me. If you've got the blade number there, you... Well, scroll across. You've got defensive as well. Yeah, tackles, and then tackles inside 50. It's forward 50, well, my friend. Well, tackles in 50. Yes, but scroll down, and there's a little table that tells you what stats what. Tackles inside forward 50 is a descriptor defense. of tackles in 50. Tackles in 50. Tackles inside forward 50. But how can you have defense tackles Yeah, I agree, inside... but let's not get stuck on mm. this. Okay, sorry, people. <laughs> we should have really read this website before. Let's go back to the alleged porno music. It was... Look, I, there's nothing new there. I think any yeah. any avid supporter that's watched a lot of games, which, to be fair, if you're listening to this, you probably do. It's not new information. We're not mm. presenting anything new there. Some things so that might... We... Sorry. Sorry. No, no, for go, because I'm going to move go. on. No, you I'm, go. I'm move I was just going to say, I think what we take from that is that we, we are getting better at these things, but we still need... We've got a long way to go. I've been saying for a while, I think we're at the best place we can be right now, like six. I don't six think positions. we could be playing much better. No. I, think I don't think, I, mean, I think pretty much max output. Yeah, and I think with Frio, um, Port, who else have we got after the bye? Frio, Port, Geelong at Goomba. Yeah, um, Adelaide and Port Adelaide. Yep, yeah, well, I said Adelaide, but we've got Adelaide back here, Port Adelaide here. So the ones, uh, I, again, I, I think I've said this before. I'm I'm quite happy to sit there and break down the games in should win, should lose. Yep. And the only difference, in my humble opinion, that we've had this year was Melbourne was a should lose and we won it. We haven't yep. lost a should win, which is progress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, so I agree 100%. So we've, we've run, beaten teams we think we're about there or better. Yeah, we've beaten the teams we should beat. We've lost the teams that are above us and we've yep. actually beaten one of the teams that are above us. So that's where you kind of go, well, we're achieving pretty much all yep. we can. When you go to Fremantle and play, so when you go to Perth and play Fremantle, that's probably a should lose. The Richmond loss for them has probably clouded that a little bit. No, let's not get into this now. I apologise. We're meant to be doing that later on. <laughs> he wrote the notes, people. I did. I just, it's I'm just, I'll just sit here and listen. It's for, yeah, Nathan does nothing. There you go. You heard it here first. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey. A bit of a drive-by there, people. You set yourself a drive-by. Up. You set Lovely. Yourself up. Uh, sorry, that was my own fault. I just went off. I bring the good looks and humour. Yeah, I bring the humour. <laughs> um, That's where you've got to say the humour after the good looks. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. So some stats that might not surprise you, but might be interesting to you. 
Yes. Sorry, I'm trying to decipher my own notes here. Well, it's just you know, you just just let us on there, and stats that you might find interesting. Done. Right. Okay. I understand it now. <laughs> Come on. What quarter of football do you think is our best quarter of football? Third. Because we're a premiership team. Uh, I didn't actually write down total numbers. So oh, for fuck. People. Uh, we've actually got three that are exactly the same. So it's a well, three-way three... tie for first. Please tell me it's not the four. The, what's the worst then? Well, second quarter. Oh, okay. That's fine. So from... They were good in first, third, and fourth. What are we? Eight and five. What's that? Twelve. Right? Thirteen. Yes. Uh, Eight and five, yes, 13. 13, Jesus. Um, from 13 games of football, we've won eight first quarters, eight third quarters, and eight fourth quarters. And okay. we've won six second quarters. So it actually looks really good. First quarters were equal second for total first quarters one. Second quarters were equal fourth. Third quarters were equal first. Fourth quarters were equal third. I like that we're equal first for third quarters because they're the they're That's the, the really premiership quarter, isn't it? Well, they're the really important quarters when you come out after a break and you know you're thereabouts and you're really like in the Carlton game and you do you blow them away a bit and you can really sort of set yourself up. We sort of did the same thing against Collingwood, I would say. We couldn't hold on. Well, that third quarter was phenomenal. Yes. Yeah, but we just couldn't hold the fourth. Like we, and I think what worries me a little bit is that in those games, and I would say in the Carlton game too. We, we we got out that had a brilliant third quarter and then it looked like we just put that up put that on the shelf and went well let's not bring that out again for the rest of the game let's just defend play really different style of footy and I thought oh, well I wouldn't mind Carlton, if we just tried that was permissible yeah against but Collingwood I, we got our little you can't do it against Collingwood. see to beat off. Collingwood you have to play that style for four quarters you have to and that's what I thought Melbourne, Melbourne did a lot did, more yeah. of is that so you just kept attacking and attacking and attacking and attacking keep cutting it through the mill going everywhere you can't play a little okay we're up by two with two minutes ago we'll just chip it around because no. they Melbourne, will get the ball back and hurt you Melbourne still nearly lost it yeah that's exactly right with an unassailable lead um that's that's just by the by obviously quarter by quarter means very little but it's nice to see higher numbers at least um yep. Our average winning margin, this is a real deep dive, 27.3. Our average yeah. losing margin, 21.2. So we're winning by more than we're losing. Which is, I mean, that stands up because we've got a percentage that's above 100. So, duh. <laughs> but, you know. For all the people at home, that's how percentage works. That's how percentage works, literally. <laughs> I reckon if you just divided 27.3 by 21.1. Don't, don't. If you're you at home, don't do get, that. Don't do it, don't do it now. Because that's our percentage. That's probably how it works, right? Jesus Christ, what are we doing? <laughs> it's just dawned on me that that was a really shit stat. Yep. Um, thank you for your support. Well, this is what I'm here to do. As always. Now, how... No, they got it to last. Socials. I put a post on the old uh, Facebook today. That's mm-hmm. where we operate because we're stuck in 2000 and... Because 16? we're sixty-year-old white men. No. Well, you can speak for yourself there, my good friend. I'm not. I'm not on Facebook. That's a very good point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shit. I dislike Facebook. I, I have know my... you do. <laughs> I know you do. So yeah. I, again, reiterating, I do all the work here because. Well, <laughs> I host. I bring the stats. I bring the shows. Anyway, I digress. Um. We asked for your opinions. Well, I asked. We asked for your opinions. We. 
Oh, wait, I said we. I corrected myself. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? What do you, want to, what do you want to talk about? What do you think for the season? Let us know. Um, whopping five comments. I'll be honest, I did leave it a bit late, so that's... Did you do it at like 6.30 tonight? <sighs> Three hours ago, so 5.30. <laughs> that wasn't far off. That's my bad. I've been unwell. It was just a bit of an afterthought. I do apologize. Mm-hmm. What were the five... I mean, what were all the comments? What was the majority of the vibe? Well, I'll, I'll just read through them and... Just read through a few, maybe four or five, well, that... just because there's too many to read there's, through. There's five comments. No, um, I know, but I'm just... I'm trying to... You're not working with me here, oh, Sam. Okay. We'll just read through four or five of the many comments. Yeah, I'll pick out the best ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we're doing here. We'll cut that out. I won't because can't be stuffed editing it, but we will. Um, (laughs) We won't. No, we won't. Um, Yeah, you won't. Valerie, keep up the good work. I presume that was meant for the club, not us specifically, but I'll take it both ways. Could have been for us. Could have been. You're going to take it as us. Yep, sure. Uh, Doug, Doug Slater, who's been been around the traps with us for a little while. Mm-hmm. Relative to expectations, I'm loving this season so far. Beyond the wins, there's cohesion within the team and a consistency mm. and effort across all games we haven't seen for some time. Every player seems to have improved, mm. yet it what? still feels like there is so much more upside left in them. And this is without a few of our first rounders that we expect that will make this side better, Sardis, Reed, and Cox. Um, Great. Just, can I interrupt there? You may. Great Please. points there, Doug. Really succinct, bang on. Loved it. Great word. And I, and well, succinct. And I thought I think there's some some of the one of the issues I think we've had in the last few years is we we've been some of our players we don't feel have been improving. Mm-hmm. Like the development we seem to take players backwards. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Hobbs, you know, we're talking about some of our young kids this year. We're seeing some major steps, and that's good coaching. Like they're teaching them how to play the game a bit better. It does help. We're not. And what's another good thing too is that having a team like Carlton, and thank you very much, Carlton, for this, for being ordinary, you've been a big club, is that no pressure's like the media's not hounding us. No, but I feel like the media is getting to the point, and Doug does sort of reference this, that we are being built up now. We are being mentioned. Ah, uh, yes, like... but I think we can bring, we can even that out with the second half of the year. Uh, <laughs> probably going to. Um, shall I continue with Doug's comment? Yeah, loving what's, Doug. What's the scores in the, in the port game? Uh, oh, Geelong are up by. And 20 points. Oh, crap. Uh, out of interest on, for people, Quinton Markle, who was picked up by Port in the mid-season, is playing. So mm-hmm. a bit of Essendon mm-hmm. interest there. That's why Nathan's watching it, I'm sure. Yep, that's why I'm watching it. So Doug continues. Oh. Despite sitting at six with what the media label the easiest run home, bracket bullshit, close bracket, Yep. I'm loving how the media is broadly leaving the club alone and not pumping mm. them up and waiting for them to fail. I feel like there's a little bit of that. Well, how about we lose to Frio and then they'll, you know, sort of Shut be a bit, up. oh, that's the one they've got away. Oh, yeah, we'll come back to that. Um, probably a sign of stability. Good, very beautiful word because that's what yeah. Barham and Co. preached. Yep. This club and, and that's to what be we're stable. getting. And this club being bloody stable is what will keep Darcy Parrish at the club, will keep Mason Redmond at the club. Stability. Fantastic. Apparently Darcy word. has started conversations Apparently, with us. Allegedly, yes. Although um, in some stupid form, oh. um, Collingwood guy thought he was going to them. Yeah, and there was a Carlton tweet that had the exact same format, so I reckon that was a bit of a uh, attempt to get a reaction out of us. It worked. Mm, oh, okay. It well, worked. I just I looked at it and went, Collingwood can't even afford to keep their no, own no, players. Exactly. Like, it, how it, are they getting it, in it other players? Never made sense. Anyway, move on. Um, massive for the group with Parrish and Redmond turned their nose to big offers elsewhere. Lastly, regardless how this year ends, the big thing for me will be to see the upward trajectory towards next year. 
mm. and not fluctuate like it has for the last eight plus years. I'm cautious with that kind of sentiment. If we lose every game from here, I'm going to be disappointed. Yep. There's still pass marks and fail marks in yep. what's to come. So get yep. the sentiment. but And I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but I, I agree with Douglas. What he's saying is that it, sometimes it's about results, but it's also maybe about how you play. Like if we, we're close to Geelong in the Geelong game, we won't, you know, we hate Geelong and they always flog us. So that'd be good. Especially if we could sneak a win over, say, one of Frio, Port, Adelaide, or, or Geelong. And Dogs as well. And the dogs. If we can sneak one or maybe two, then that's massive for us. I think we still have a chance to lose to like a, a Sydney and North or West Coast. I think that hasn't happened yet, and I'm sort of waiting for that one to come along. Well, that's my thing about the should win, should lose. We haven't lost the should win. Yeah, yeah. And that's but what I'm, I'm waiting for as well. Even good teams, like, I mean, Brisbane, for the love of God, losing to Hawthorne on the weekend, that's embarrassing, right? Did a bit of a dive in that today. The MCG and the Gabba, there's like five metres in length difference. That's it. But it's, man, it's a game of football. Look, it's, a, it's a green grassed oval where you yeah, kick yeah, the ball I through the sticks. Agree. Like, I don't understand. We are digressing here. Yeah, sorry. Yes, <laughs> Go on, Doug. Please, more oh, points. No, that, that's Doug's comment. Oh, Doug. Was, Off of the glass, Doug. Well, we, there's, there's still something to come. Let's not jump the gun. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Leading the votes, Doug. Yes, yeah. that, absolutely. Between that and keep up the good work, which is a lovely comment. Doug was second, wasn't he? I didn't realise. <laughs> um... We're going to answer this question later, so I'm not going to get you to respond to this just yet. Okay. Who comes out for Parish Setterfield's Shield? When does Sardis oh. his debut? When does Cox oh. and Reed come in? Exciting times. Yes. Yeah. Very Great right. questions. We've got depth for the first time mm. in seemingly 23 years. Yep. Uh, Phil, our mate Phil. Oh, Philly. Punkster Tony Phil. Undefeated at the MCG is Phil. So oh. if, we ever, if we make a final at the G, we're crowdfunding Phil's team. We're already better than that, um, Brisbane. <laughs> there you go. Phil greater than Brisbane confirmed. <laughs> Don't know who. Um, we're getting a lot of negative press since the Carlton game because of how game plan allows for excessive defensive 50 entries. Yep, inside 50s against. That's the same thing. And how we are one of the worst rated teams when winning the ball between the arcs. The stats don't lie, as they say. However, the eyeball test, far out. He's oh, done one of us. Is yep. this like a pseudonym account for you? As if I'd know how to do that. There's so many of your buzzwords. Um, the eyeball test kind of tells a different story. IMO, you wouldn't be using IMO, in my opinion. I know what that is. In my opinion. I feel All these right. stats Thanks. are misleading because some of the D50 entries were uh, us kicking backwards into our D50 to maintain and switch the ball. I'll be honest, I don't think that counts as an inside 50 for the opposition. No, they don't. don't no, they can't. Into your own D50. Well, you can't. That'd be a, a silly I asked step. you an interesting question, and again, I don't require an answer here. Carlton had like 17 million shots from outside 50. If that ball doesn't land inside the D50, does it count as an inside 50? What do you mean doesn't land? As in a mark? No, as in it floats, it goes all the way from 51 metres out to goal. Yes, that's an inside 50. I know it 50. does. It, just, it was a joke. Anyway, right, okay. Not on the same level tonight, are we? Um, no, no, no. Because it wasn't meant to be funny. No. Uh-huh. Well, you bring the humour, as you pointed out. <laughs> yeah, you leave the humour to me, Sam. What have I got? Um, Host. What? You're the host. Oh, please said toast. I haven't eaten. No. Never mind. Push also, on. fairly certain we are number one in the comp for scores from centre bounces. That's the eye test added mm. again. We are also time top for disposal efficiency along with marks, and we're up there for total disposals and forward 50 tackles. Not certain how champion data ranks sides, but obviously these stats don't count too much as they have us missing the eight come finals. 
Do you agree or do you think we will play in September? Again, we've got a bit of a segment on overall expectations, so I'm going to hold you from answering that question. We will Good, because that that's quite a lot of question and I, I would... <laughs> it's loaded. Probably struggle. Yes. And Daniel's comment, the final comment that I'm going to talk about, because there were so many. Who... Sorry. <clears throat> who is top five and the best and fairest right now? Ooh. And I'm going uh, to limit it to top three, please. Uh, uh, Martin, Merritt. Is this in order or are you just saying? Uh, probably. I'd have to think about it order. Martin, Merritt. Yeah. Daylight? <laughs> oh, Ridley? Yeah, Riddles. Redmond? Probably not. Yeah, probably Redmond. Um, McGrath? Pidge? Yeah, good shout. Um, Without really thinking about that, but I'd probably... I'd, I'd back that. I think or, or Langford probably oh, yeah. would no, have. No, Langers would get, be getting a lot of love from the yeah, coaches, yeah, actually. Yeah. You're quite right. Yep. Um, yeah, that would be about off, off the top of my head without really thinking about it. Good question. Well, he's got Merritt. This is in order. Merritt, yep. Martin, Redmond, Ridley, Parrish. Parrish is interesting given the game's missed, but he did have a very good start to the year. So. Well, I was leaving Parrish out because, you know, like he hasn't played five, four games in a row. So I was like, surely someone's passed him, but he's, he could be right there. Time will tell. There's always one that sneaks in too. Last year it was Guelphie. Year before it was Snelling. Snelling. There's always a shock with the club best and fairest. It's the it's the guy at the club that you know is like the the um best team spirit. You know that he's doesn't get the stats all that stuff, mm. but he you know maybe Bottom, runs around and picks up all the jocks at half time. Well, you know, odd example, but I don't know. Well, that alleged music. You know, it's the guys that do a lot of tackling. Probably if you're leading the tackling, mm. you're doing well. Right, let's crack on. Mm. Team makeup for the rest of the year. So this was briefly touched. Great on question. There, um, in the socials, mm-hmm. if I can find the name by Michael. So one of the questions that question was around. So it was Parish. It was Setterfield. It was. So there's two elements to yep. it. It's Parish, Setterfield, and Shield supposedly need to come back in. And I say supposedly because obviously there's still a conversation around who and when and how. Yep. And then there's also matters of Sardis, who's been playing very well in the VFL. Um, Agree. There is the matter of Cox, if he comes in, and that is an if he comes in, and then Reed and how he might fit in. So let's start with the low-hanging fruit because I feel like nice. that's the easiest place to start. Yep. Reed. Don't think he plays AFL this year. He's no. He's present. He'll come back VFL. In no. You want it. You would, with the injury he injuries he keeps getting, you would want to play... I'm going five to ten VFL games in a row. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not ten, but you know, if he played six, seven games in a row and and started to show some form, because even early in the year he played a few and there weren't great numbers coming out of it. But I would be thinking he'd be he'd be you'd be holding him out for next year. Just get him right. Get through a full preseason. If we get to the end of the year and he's played five full VFL games in a row. And he's not injured. Yeah, that's what and I mean. He does a full Five pre-season. full games uninjured and then can get a preseason. That, yep, that's that's exciting. Because he's like a new prick next year. He's a, a 20, I'm going to say 21. I think he's 20. 20 still. Yep. He'd be a 21-year-old, 200-centimetre key back that if he plays a full preseason, probably pick round one. Close to. Yeah. Cox, I'd have in a similar boat sans the fact he's not injured, obviously. Cox is a fascinating one because he's... Well, Yep, okay. Well, that's what I was going to say. So we don't—I don't think we really know what we're going to do with him. 
Mm. So he probably needs to get VFL again the rest of the year to say, right, you're you VFL or depth if we have injuries and we need you, obviously. But to interrupt there, that, so in the early VFL, he was playing and training at, at, from all the training reports. He was training at the, on the back line, back six. Mm-hmm. And then, well, yeah, I think it might have been after, what's his name, went up to Port. Yeah, cool. Yeah, then he will is moved into the midfield yeah. and plays more of a midfield role. So, which is why I say I don't really think we know. We don't know where his best role is. He could still be a very like if I was to compare him to someone, he'd be I'd compare him to a guy playing in the game today. Um, Blitz Blitzgarves, Blitzgarves, close enough. You know who I'm trying to say? Who you know, two hundred ish plus centimeters, runs like a freak. I don't know. Probably um, uh, Cox is probably a bit thinner, but. Could also play as a tall midfielder, could play as a half back flanker, could play on a wing. Probably not forward, but well, yeah. I mean, that's inherently my point is that I don't think we really know where his best position is. Mm. Me and you certainly don't. So I'd love I to would... see the VFL than him just be playing in a position where they think that's he's going to play in the AFL. Well, I thought that's what they were doing with the half back, and now he's midfield. So, yeah, I've anyway, thrown my hands up and uh, I don't know. I mean, there's a chance there'll be an injury, and he will. If he's playing good VFL, then he will get well, into that. Well, he's depth half. in the meantime, sure. But I don't think we're rushing in him in in the same no. way we might be thinking about Sardis, which is a fantastic segue into yep. the, the medium hanging. How do you fruit. do it every time? And that is when does Elijah James heard Sardis? <laughs> he's wearing number five. That's probably the. Extent. He was wearing number five, which just does give me a silky. bit of an, an you know. He's the, the music come back. He's. <laughs> That was different. That was a fanfare. The Queen's just entered the room. That one was from um, Police Academy. Right. When the scene when they go to the Blue Oyster Bar. Okay. Whoosh. Um, I'll get it. Right over my head. I'm sure. Uh, very silky mover. He kicked a goal in his first game, kicked two points in his second game. Equal leading disposal winner in his second game of football in the VFL. You've got to come in at some point, right? Yep, definitely. Who for? This is the difficult. Aspect. Well, again, you he, I mean, it depends. He, they could bring him in as a half forward who goes into the little midfield, does a little bit of. Mid- I mean, what I saw, one of the highlights I saw from his last game was there was a center clearance. Draper, uh, Bryant, sorry, Draper, Bryant tapped it down. He ran out of the center. I don't know if he took a bounce, but he sprinted away from the center and kicked it. So that's you know part of he, he he's got acceleration out of clearances and he's got skill to hit targets. Now, he could play as a small forward, but you wouldn't take out any of our small forwards. You wouldn't take out Perkins or... No. In the sense of his development, there's no point in bringing him in the AFL to play a role he's not going to play. I agree. You may as well keep him in the VFL and keep him rolling through the midfield. I I would probably, at this stage, probably like to see him play another... Because he's had a long time off. Like He, yeah. he missed 2012 rounds. I wouldn't mind seeing him play two more games of VFL, really get some serious form... And then, look, seriously, it's if a midfielder is not playing well, e.g. Shield, e.g. Um, um, uh, what's his name, Hobbs, um, you know, then he comes in for one of them. Honestly, yeah. he, he's, he, he, I think he's a superstar because if you look at the talent of the kids that have been picked around him, the Sheasels, the Warlord, um, Ashcroft, even Philippou, um, these guys are looking like really settled. Famous. Amos, yeah, yeah AFL players. Well, was Amos? I think it was class the year before. Was he? Okay, whatever. He's still a good anyway. Player. <laughs> he, he, he's looking like a really settled, like they're, they're quality midfield. So he he he's going to be a bit of a star. Anyway, so I, I, I 
what are your thoughts? Well, we're nuffies, right? So when yeah. when someone says, which Michael has, when Desada's get his debut, who comes out for Parish Centerfield and Shield, I go, well, shit. I got no idea mm. because Hobbs came in as the replacement, but Hobbs isn't in a position where you suggest he could be dropped on form. Mm-hmm. He's been he's been solid. He's improving every week. I'll have a look. Yep. Keep going. I'm having, just going to have a look at a stat to I help was me. Going to keep going. Thank you. Um, <laughs> he's improving week on week, and he his last two games in particular have been impactful. Not just he's getting a couple of kicks here and there. It's tackles. It's hitting contests. It's proper impact on the contest on the game. So I think if Parish set a field and shield, in my humble opinion, Parish is the only one that's an automatic in. Ooh. I think I, the other I, two I I realise that the actual optics and the actual outcome might be yep. different. But Yeah, so I, I think Parish you I agree. Setterfield I think is yeah, I think Shield's the one that's in trouble personally. But even for Setterfield, who comes out if we're all if they're playing good football? Yeah. And this will change if we go. Well, it, has, it might have to be Hobbs. It might be. But does it have to be Hobbs? If he's um, in form, yeah, he is. Is but... this is this really pressure on spots if these guys, Parish excluded, just waltz back in? No. Well, okay. Say say Setterfield plays a VFL game and has thirty three touches and dominates. Yeah, but what about the AFL side? If we go to Perth and beat Freo by three or four goals and everyone mm-hmm. plays well, then what? I guess, so you might get to a point where you're looking at who you're playing. So if you're playing Geelong, for example, and Port Adelaide and Adelaide, which have big-bodied midfielders, I would probably nearly be thinking about Setterfield, probably even Shield and Parish because of the fact, like Perkins might get pushed back into that half-forward role Hobbs might get dropped. I'm just saying that they're the bigger bodies, and I'm and I'm not saying Hobbs hasn't been bad, but you might just go. We need bigger frames in there to play against, because what beats us a lot of times with Geelong is the fact that they all weigh five kilos, six kilos more. Their midfields, like Dangerfields and that Atkins and whatever, and all those guys, are just so much bigger and stronger, and they just push us out of the way and go. I don't disagree. I just think how how you could at the moment say yep. to Ben Hobbs, sorry, champ, Dylan Shields coming back. That's very, I, I, very I, I find that one hard, but Dylan Shields also led the AFL in clearances last year, yeah, wasn't it? I know. I know. Yeah. We've, we've got a bit of a so he, Just because he's injured doesn't mean, oh, well, Hobbs has played a few good games. You don't get another one. Yeah. I mean, but, Hobbs is, no offense, but Hobbs is still the kid. He's he has He's been good, but he hasn't been great. He hasn't ripped. Like Nick Martin in the last game had 30 touches. Mm. 11 clearances or, you know, yeah, a whole bunch of um, all these other stats that were really impressive. He he doesn't come out no freaking way. Hobbs was good, but, and and we're talking about he's improving, but I don't know if he's, you know, better than Shield or better than Setterfield yet. I see your point. This is very symbolic of Vesson supporters in general. Well, that's right. We I'm overrate not, our players. I'm offended because I think Hobbs is playing great footy. But yeah, you're right. He's he's been really solid and really good, but probably not untouchable, as you say. Mm. With... I still think Dylan Shield. Even though no. I don't look, I don't like Dylan Shield. I think he plays bruised free well. footy, and it annoys the piss out of me a lot of the times. But he is the big dog. He's paid the money. He's a centre clearance specialist. You, you have to go back to him and say, "Well, I'm giving you another shot." If you fail, 
There's a guy right at your heel snapping. That's when the pressure comes. Because Hobbs will go back and play VFL, have 30 touches and do everything. And if Shield has 12 touches and plays a crap game, well, we say, well, mate, that was your shot. We'll give you one more and then you're out. If you don't find form, Hobbs See is taking your spot. Yep. But that's that's really good for us. But I don't think Hobbs just gets to stay in. Fair enough. Fair enough. We'll, we'll leave it there. We're, we're running a bit Sorry. over time. Bit... No, no, that's okay. You, you've... Well, I went looking at centre bounce attendances to see who's getting just a few. That's yeah. what I was just curious about. And it was, I mean, Nick Martin did 13 in the last game. Ben Hobbs has done sort of 17 and 18, then 83%. Oh, no, that was Archie Perk. He did, Ben Hobbs has done 34 and 43 in the last few games. So he's sort of been pushed into that sort of part-time role. Can I just say, it's not all about CBAs. Well, I'm it is for the setup, though. No, it's the setup. I'm talking about the. You have to have three guys in the midfield yes. when the ball bounces. And how many midfielders do we have? Yeah, but you can't have eighteen half back, half forward flankers sitting there. No, you I know. Can... But I'd be more interested in around stoppage clearances. What our setup is there, and if he's in yep. there, because that's to me eyeball. That's when again. Hobbs rolls up to the Easily to those the clearances. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I have no problem with that, but. There's still the centre bounce is the merit, it's the shield, it's the parish. They're the guys that are going to be there more often than not. There's so going to be rolling through changes, stringer got, and whatnot. You've got no hindering factors whatsoever. Every single player is 100% crystal clear fit. I'm going mm. to go out on a limb and say Sam Draper's the Ruckman. Yeah. Who are your three? Oh, it's it's parish, it's merit, it's shield, and or stringer, depending on. So, hang on, no, no, no. So, well, my three is Pick parish, three. merit, uh, shield. Okay, so Centerfield doesn't get a look into that middle three. He, I'm assuming you've got you, you normally they're your first three, but Shield is a uh, Centerfield is the fourth that's coming in there, and String is the fifth. This is kind of a point. You've you've said Hobbs hasn't been in the CBAs, but Ooh. he can still be rolling around the sort. Yeah, of... he still comes in for a bit. You, they don't do not. They don't do 100 percent the CBAs. Those three guys. I'm saying they're your three big dogs. Yeah, that's yeah, that's my point. That Hobbs can come into that, but. How do you, you can't, you have to fit him in the team too. Like, so you can't keep bring Shield and Setterfield and keep Hobbs in the team. Like, that's, I don't I'm know a, who. I'm not defending Hobbs specifically here. Yeah, we are. And that's why I'm going to move on. I'm not defending Hobbs specifically and suggesting he should be in the team. Team Dylan Shield, Will Setterfield can go get stuff. I'm just saying there's a lot of factors and we really don't know. Well, it'll be form based. I think that's a critical element. It'll be form based. So, you're right. We don't know, but it's what we would like to see. Mm. If what you would Hobbs like to see is Hobbs, is that what you're saying? Chucks out two stinkers. Well, then, yeah, okay. There's a conversation there that. But if, I just if think you were really picking, who's your pick for the three? Yep, Parish and Merritt are absolute no-brainers. Mm. It's, it's not Hobbs. I'm not suggesting that it's Hobbs. Mm-hmm. My point with that was that other midfielders can still be in the team without necessarily doing a high number of CBAs. Yes, I like. I would want Setterfield in there purely for the dynamic. Yep, in Great. terms of size. And in the first few weeks when he was all running well, it, that mm. made a massive difference and he was to tackling. us. tackling. Yep. So. Ooh, and I agree with that. Coming back. And then the question is, can in the future uh, Cox play that role? Hmm. Rhetorical question, I presume. Because I, uh, I don't have an answer. If you want to speak, go. That's right. I think we'll leave that conversation there. Fair enough. What it's illustrating right now is that there's pressure on spots. There's going to be more pressure on spots in the next month. And that is a very, very, very good place to be. Yeah. And for the first time in a long time, 
long time. Like you, like we, what we're talking about with the VFL thing, playing a lot of games of VFL. But you think of teams like Sydney and Geelong, who mm. have made guys play like fifty years, games, years, yeah, in the VFL before they come in and play. We normally, oh, you played two. You were right, like, hey, straight in the AFL for you, buddy. No, I mean, we're literally preaching Sardis to do that exact thing. Yeah, but well, we're not. We're saying that okay. If, if he's probably slightly different to some of them because he hasn't won. Well, he's coming off an injury, but if he doesn't break down again, then he's you know. Can you just whereas... picture the number five running out mm-hmm. with the MCG mm-hmm. that isn't Devon Smith? Devon was very good when he got. Yeah, to the I club. know, but it's very just... bad when he finished at the club. I think his body had very much let him down. When when Langford got the number four. There's some yeah, visual... you didn't like it. No, 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 I was fine. There's yeah. some visual similarities between the way he moves and the way Job moves. Yeah, yeah, I can say that. We're going to get a bit of that. <laughs> We're going to get that elusive, quick, silky number They just five. had blonde hair. Does he have blonde hair? No. No, I don't think so. So mm. I'm throwing it out there right now. We're going to have to just call him her two or, you know, there's going to have to... No, we're going to gonna call him Sardis. Round nickname. We're going to let him have his own career and be a brilliant little player in his own right. And maybe, here's a crazy thought, he might even be better. Whoa. How dare Mm. you? I've said it out loud. How dare you? On record. All right, let's move on. Mm. Uh, In terms of, and we'll try and keep this to a couple of minutes, in terms of overall expectations then. So when we talk about should win, should lose, I think there's four or five wins left in the team. Well, you have not talked about so thirteen wins would get you in the top eight. Thirteen wins, you deserve to be in the top eight. Yes. Yep. Eleven wins, which is what we've historically made finals on. No. Mm-hmm. So four wins takes us to twelve. Five wins takes us to thirteen. Yep. That would suggest a team around seventh. Ish. Mm-hmm. Should that happen? I'll keep it simple. Based on what we've seen for the first 13 rounds, where do you... No, yeah, where do you see us finishing in terms of wins more so than ladder position? 12 wins, probably 11 or 12. Because I still think there's a slip-up in there or two. And I still think that the youth of the side will... Um, will wear out towards the end of the year. Historically, we well, we always have historically, but um, recent history at least. Yeah. And and Geelong, the Collingwood, the you know Port Adelaide are the top. Well, Geelong are probably end up fifth or if not in the top four. No, and them the bastards. I think they got seven home games on the way home. Um, Collingwood are going to end up top of the ladder. Port Adelaide could be easily second at the end of the year. So I don't I definitely don't think we're better than those clubs, and I, don't, I think we we're kidding ourselves if we think we can beat any of them, even at the MCG. That's harsh. I think I don't think it's harsh. I think that if you look at the Brisbane that we've played, the the Geelong we've yeah, played, yeah. I don't. I'm just stepping back and saying that the teams we've beaten, Melbourne exception, great game. Mm. Geelong, uh, sorry, Richmond were rubbish when we beat them. Carlton, they could be oh, very rubbishy when we've beaten them, yep. and Gold Coast way back when. We're probably not playing their best footy, but have been pretty good and pretty consistent since. So I'm, that we've been not much. I'm but being we're playing better footy. I want that to be known, but I'm just not getting ahead of myself. We have really swapped roles, haven't we? 
I, I was previously you in the. Yep, I know. I'm much, a, I much lid, prefer me. Keep a lid on that champion. Yep. And you were, why can't we be bloody good? We've got the talent. Look at my I've beard. always said we've got a good list, but I, it still takes time. It doesn't happen in one Now, year. you're the one sitting there keeping it in check. And I'm like, well, what if? Right? What if? So, my theory. Okay, go. I wholeheartedly agree in that there will be a drop off. I think there will be a point, there'll be a game where we just go, Jesus Christ, that was the biggest stinker that ever stunk, worse yep. than Carlton. Let's drop everyone. Yeah, we'll have that, no doubt. I also think we're equally as likely, subtle, nice, we're equally as likely to beat Collingwood or beat Port Adelaide. I think there can be an upset the other way, like the Melbourne game, that just it can offset. So we can lose a shit one, but I reckon we had just as good a chance of sneaking a one. Yep. win. you're right. So Port Adelaide at the MCG, I've got no idea what Port's record is like at the MCG. I will say eyeball test, preferred ground. I don't like when we play at Marvel. I feel like we're a no. lot better team at the yeah, MCG. Yeah, that's right. But I've been watching a bit of Port, and they are—they've got winners all over I the ground. I don't disagree with that. I'm mm. just saying, at our home ground, we've proven we can stay with teams, so we should be a bit more positive than we're not going to get anywhere near Port Adelaide. Oh no! Well, I just don't think we'll beat them. That's I'm not saying that we're going to get anywhere near them. I think the Adelaide one—we're a better shot at the MCG, and the well, Adelaide's at Marvel. Oh, sorry. Unfortunately. And then the the dogs are they at Marvel as well? Dogs at Marvel, yeah. Oh. So Port Port's the outlier. Port at the MCG is a bizarre one, mm. really. Um, yeah. Well, well you say what you say, and I'm saying what I'm saying. That's I, I fine. Think and one of us yeah. will be right, and one of us will be wrong. And that's fine. The other one will hang shit on the other one. Yeah, that's the nature of it. Um, I just I. <laughs> The line I've been rocking with with Carlton supporters is losing isn't the worst thing in football expectation is. Mm. I don't have expectation. You sound like you do. We yeah. sound like, you know, you sound like we're going to beat Port Adelaide. No, or I sound like we're going to beat everyone. I said no such think thing. That you need to recheck that sort of last comment. I didn't say we're going to beat them. I just said, why, why would we go into that game not thinking we can? <laughs> okay. It feels like, it feels like you're saying that we can win. But anyway, I won't. There's no expectation. Again, back to Doug's comment around that, you know, we've seen enough that we're happy. No, we need to keep keep the same intensity, same Yeah, feel. I don't think they're just going to stop playing, but I think we also need to just check. Fuck it, we're winning every game and <laughs> we're going to go out in the straight sets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll come fourth and then lose two finals yeah. and everyone and will, will be so much worse than it already was. Yep. Yeah. Whereas if we just finish ninth, the team will go, they'll, they'll go, oh, look, they've improved. They were fourth last last year. Now they're ninth. Let's improve them. They've improved by four, five games. And that's real? great. Next year, boom. If we finish higher than Carlton. I think we could. Okay. And then we get a maybe a good draft pick. Maybe our players stay. We, you know, maybe trade in and out some of those talks of us uh, interested in a Bergman from Port Adelaide. Mm, so odd one. we do a bit of this and that. And then next year we've got like these Reeds and Cox and Sardis are all ready to go. Davey, the other Davey. So what you're saying hmm. is we're going to win the flag in 2024. That's boom. Okay. 
So, I'm so saying I'm going to win it in 2023. No. Yeah, no, no. See, I'm saying flag. Get on us for the flag in 24. So if I can not just 23. If I can just summarize, mm-hmm. you have us winning 11 games. 12, but not making the eight. 12, sorry, 12. 12 would usually get you in. But it won't this year. Okay. So ladder position is not overly relevant in this uh, conversation. Ladder position, Honda. Ladder position, what? 12 wins from you. So that would make yep. us 12 and 11 because there's 23 games. Yep. It's the biggest season this year. Season, which probably means 12 wins won't get you in the eight for As sure. As I said. Good one. You were thinking ahead there. <laughs> Done my research. I'm saying 13 wins. I think we get that extra one. I think if we do lose a ship, one will offset it with an upset win. How uh, many did we win last year, do you know, just off the top of your head? Well, we were 2-10 and 10 after 12, I can tell you that much. Well, we did win many in the second half. We would have won, what, two or three in the second half. Did yeah. we win four? If you give me a minute, I'll just look at so it. You're saying that we're going to go nine games better than last year, and I'm saying... Well, champion, even. we're already... Yep. What are we, eight? We're already six better. Yep. But you're saying we're doubling that. Uh, we were 15th with seven wins. Seven wins seven last wins, year. Seven wins, 15 losses. Okay. Yeah, so I'm, um, yeah, yeah, okay. Five and, you know, okay. All right. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Again, it's all opinion. It's, that's all we hear. Yeah, for. yeah. It's just that mine's usually right. It's really not. I don't know what you're talking about there. Peter Wright was my idea after all. <laughs> was I not. am the forward expert. You're, I wanted can... Sardis over Sheasel. You did not, you lying piece of shit. You wanted Sheasel. I wanted Sheasel. Want we Chisel. can happily admit that. But we I got, wanted the Sheasel. We got Sardis and we're here for yep. him. I'm very excited. Right. Last bit then. We've been going for an hour. And oh, we've been going too long. We planned this to be 45 minutes. So <laughs> Even a half an hour was a thought. All the best planning in the world. And, you know, it's still shit. Mm. And I, I want to preface this with I don't think we should do it. I'm not advocating for oh, it. Oh, God. All I'm saying to you is, hypothetically... Oh, no! I hate your hypotheticals. I don't care how reasonable a suggestion it is. Yep. Hypothetically, if the Essendon Football Club got Ben Mackay out of North Melbourne... Yep. What is our ceiling in 2024? What does that do for us in 2024? Probably he'll probably be injured half of the year, so we'd be the same. I do not want Ben Mackay out of North Melbourne, mate. That's not my point. I know it's not your point, but I can't. My brain cannot go there because I think it's. All right, I'll rephrase it because I want you to have the discussion. Can I, how about have about this one? Can I throw? What about if we trade out? Say if Parish and um, Redford leave, and we use all those draft picks to get Parish Reed, and who? the other Reed. Parish hey? and who? Redford, Red, Redmond, <laughs> Redford, Robert Redford. Um, what no, if we can I don't use? Advocate for that at all because we. <laughs> What if we can get a once in a generation sort of talent into the team? I Midfielder. Who they, issue... And they describe as Dusty Martin like as a kid, you know, like our big issue... bull, runs through, ta- you know, pushes people away as an 18 year old. He does it in VFL, just like gives how... them the don't argue, keeps going. I like how I was putting you on the spot and you've turned this mm. into me. And I would say, well, I mean, we've seen Dusty Martin. Dust, Dusty Martin helped well, he's a Richmond win flags. Norm Smith. Let's be honest. Yeah. Two elements. Three elements. One, Parish and Bremen ain't leaving. It's a moot point. Yep, I get that. But two, uh, if the, we the, had three this picks. This is not what you did to me. If we had three picks in the first <laughs> round, you're suggesting we trade all three of them for essentially. Pick one. Reed. Yeah, we go, we go to West Coast and we'll give you three picks for pick one. 
They that, might do that. I don't know. That I don't mind so much. But I, I mean, that's a big think, I don't know. I still think we would we we need that other defender. We need the other tall defender. So, yep. I guess it depends on the draft. Is the, if they if we've got pick 10, 11, 12 in that scenario, mm. and there's a two hundred centimeter absolute jet of a key defender, mm-hmm. if we're well, talking hypotheticals here, then yep. I don't think we do that trade. Or we so you're and... saying we go after a two hundred and three centimeter who will take three or four years, as you say all the time, will take many years to develop. No, Instead of a kid that could walk into the club first day and play seniors round one and probably win the rising star that year and go on to be second or third in the brown, you know, brown low in three years. All right, no, stuff it. We can do that. That's fine. You make a compelling argument there. I want you to answer my bloody question, though. If we got an elite... Okay, I'll go back to you. I'll give you a shot. Elite, elite mm. 200 centimetre key defender that can come in. We keep Zerk Thatcher in the team as that second defender. Yep. And say, well, let's not say who the new one replaces because we copped a bit of shit for that, Lavelle. Um, but what does that do for us in 2024? How much improvement do we get out of that as well or tied in with natural progression of the team we have? Well, I think it I think it helps our defence. It keeps our scores lower because we don't have blowout games like the Geelong, like... Um, uh, well, Geelong's the first one, but I think even like big forwards like against North Melbourne, luckily not too much of a trouble against Carlton, but those sort of guys wouldn't be as much of a trouble. Um, I don't know how much, I don't think it'd be a massive improvement. Like, I, I don't, massive steps. I think we'll just see those numbers drop a little in scores against, and we'd probably have another two wins on the board. Like, if we won, say, 12 or 13, we're talking about this year, we might go to what's 14 or 15. So 14, 15 starts to get you into that yeah. for conversation. But we've got to get to 12 and 13 first. Yeah, like, I know. Yeah. I've asked that question of another group of people, and the answer was that it probably pushes us into that next capability of pushing in that top four. I don't want to say... Well, you it, think it should give us two wins. Yeah. Say. Right. So if that's, if that's the case, then my question following on is why wouldn't we do it? What's why the argument against doing, and again, not Kai specifically, just... Yep, but why Why I say we wouldn't do it is because of two things, is because we still don't know, and, and okay, I don't see the point in going after someone we might already have on our list, which is Reed. He could still be a very, very good defender. Now, he's had a few years of injuries. If he's injured again next year, then you will start to ask questions and worry. But if he plays, I don't know, 15-plus games next year, and we see something, and we go, well, no. You, you're trying to build a culture, and you're trying not to get ahead of yourself is when you're bringing these guys in. Which like we've done before. Like done what before. I would argue Carlton yeah. have done. They brought mm-hmm. players in before they were good. We, we did it we're too. not good yet. We did it too. Yeah. We, right. we have to wait until we win a final, and then we're crap. Like, you know, then get flogged in the next final before we go, well, what's our big issue? Let's go chasing that guy. We we actually have to win a final first. Like, right. let's just do that okay. before we go chasing money players. Okay. Compelling argument. That's fine. Again, hypothetical. I wasn't advocating for us doing that. I just think it's a good And I agree with the hypothetical. And, and I just, I think it's a cultural thing. Like, let's just stick with, we've shown that we can draft very good rookies. Like, you know. Durham and Martin. So let's just have faith in the guys that we've picked from the draft that are meant to be very good and just say, well, let's actually give them a shot. Because what would really annoy me if we got 
Mackay, he played three years solid, and Reed never got a game but played VFL for three years and went off to another club and was dominating. Well, in that in that scenario, Reed maybe plays VFL for three years, sure, but then comes in as a 24-year-old and is actually... But you're not going to drop Mackay if he's 30. He still would be a gunner. He could play till he's yeah, 33. Okay. All right, we're getting He's got six in, years of footy in front of him easily. Getting too much into particulars now. Yep. I just think, I, I, I worry about, I don't think, Reed's not the short-term solution is my problem. So we've either yeah. got to deal with but three yours, or four you, more But the problem there is pain. you're focused on the short term that we're going to be good. Right. I still think that, that you're well, wrong there. It's the longer term. Have we not seen that we're improving enough to suggest Wait, that maybe... There's a difference between series. improving and beating the better teams, yeah, okay. which we're yeah. not doing. All right. All right, move on. Let us know what you think in the comments because we're going to go around in circles for the next three yeah. hours. Sorry. This will be this will be hot topic tomorrow. I'm over there on old bloody the well. Not bloody old man. <laughs> Never seen so much grey on someone's head. Um, hey, hey. I'm just jealous. Hey. I'm jealous. That's all that was coming from. Mm, if I had a beard like that, I'd be okay with the world if it was grey. Come on. Silver Wrap fox, this baby up. Silver fox. Um, okay, I'll wrap it up. You done? We don't have anything else to discuss oh, for the great people. No, I think we've I think we've given everything a pretty hard shot. We have. I don't know, I'm struggling. If you're still nine, listening nine now, I'd like to apologize. Nine o'clock, it's past my bed. Oh no. <laughs> no episodes for bloody um of um um well, what, um, what's Lego? the show? Is that what you watch? Hey? The Lego one? Is that what you're talking about? No. Better homes and gardens not... or whatever you now you're just people. taking the piss. <laughs> yes. Home and away, neighbours. It's on Disney. I can't think of its name. Okay. Well, thrilling stuff to end on. Yep. Boom. Go. On, on that terrific bombshell. Uh, thank you for tuning in. That'll, that'll do, Donkey. I'm trying to wrap up here, if you don't mind. Um, thank you for tuning in. We had really good numbers on the Carlton review. I'm sure that's a little bit down to Carlton, but it is encouraging. I don't know how many times your mum can watch it on different devices. It's truly amazing. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you. Um, we'll be back Monday night after the Frio win, I'm sure. Mm. Go Dons. Go Bombers. <laughs>